Amen. So, um, y'all remember, like, I think, what, the, the fireside chats kind of back in the day, and, and we'd listen, and, and uh, you know, you'd be read to or just listen to the spoken word, you know. Um, I, I can, I taught English and, you know, reading for a long time, and um, I don't know if you still do the same thing, but my students just always like story time. It doesn't matter what. Do you do that? I'm just curious. No. It's just they just like, you know, if we have that time to do it, you know, or a special day, you know, I'm going to read to you today, you know. And students really like that, you know. Um, I think even at, uh, if I can recall, even in 12th grade, they, they liked it, you know. Um, of course, I would always read the, uh, one funny one about the three little pigs, a spoof off of it, you know, where that's the opposite. And so it was the wolf, you know, and the wolf's like, I was framed, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, something about story time. And, and I think, you know, we, we like being read aloud, too. And, uh, you know, just in general, um, we like that. And so um, that's kind of my, uh, my, my vain attempt to, to introduce today, because today's a little different. Um, the title of it is, is um, Story Time, because in the next 12 verses in, in Mark 4, as we get back to, um, to the, the book of Mark, is, is, is three stories. And, and the themes is not really common. Now, the second two, they do have to do with the kingdom of God. Um, but I, I put the first one with it, and so um, sorry that it's not quite uh, you know thematic as normal, so to speak. But you know it's going to be three different stories, and we're going to kind of uh, quickly look at each one, and and I, I pray that you'll still uh, get something from it today, and pray for me uh, as well. You know, I always appreciate that, and thank y'all for coming uh, today. And so um, the, the the central statement again, it's not you know Mr. Lord sitting here anyway to to take me off points, you know. Uh, from my Baptist preaching card, although I'm going to keep it for the first one, all right, because I'm going to have that alliterative, but, um, you know, there's three stories. He's going to tell a story today about a lampstand, about a growing seed, and about a mustard seed, okay, Um, and we can learn something from each story uh, if we we have our our ears um, ready to go, and so let's let's get into it. Mark chapter 4, verse 21, all right, and he says, he also said to them, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed. Isn't it to be put on a lampstand? And kind of a obvious, like, duh, yes. Um, but I think we can learn three things, and, and this is where I'm going to keep it, so make sure y'all tell Mr. Lewis. I still use some alliter- alliteration here. Um, but uh, the lampstand um, there, I think, Ms. Ron, if you'll go to the next one, all right, we see three things from this one, okay? Uh, we, let's start with the letter S. You see that we should shine our light. Secret things will be revealed, and we should sharpen our spiritual ears from this passage. We're going to look uh, at the remaining verses here in a moment. So, but let's go through those. So, shine your light. Verse twenty-one says that a lamp is supposed to be put on a lampstand, not supposed to put anything over it, right? Not supposed to put put it under a basket. I mean, we should, you know, basically use use the thing for its correct purpose, right? Its its intended purpose. Okay, Um, you know, as a basketball coach, I had. I, I told my basketball players, I gave them lights based on if they could shoot or not, Mr. Tommy. I'd be like, okay, you have the green light. That means if you're open, shoot a three-point shot, okay? But, Mr. Jim, your, your light's yellow, so you, you can only shoot if you're wide open, all right? And it's a, you know, you have plenty of space. There's no defender near your area. But, Mr. Mike, you can't ever shoot a three-pointer. And if you do, you're coming out, okay? Uh, and, and so, you, you know, we, it was because you're, that's not your intended purpose. You're not, you're not supposed to shoot a three, okay? Uh, and, but uh, it... it 
I think you've seen, I think you'll agree with me that businesses, organizations, even sometimes schools, um, you know, they fail sometimes because they don't put people in their, in their purpose. You know, uh, they're good at that, so let's leave them there. Or, uh, or they try, but anyway, so don't want to go too off on that. But, um, it, we, you know, the lamp is supposed to be put on a lampstand, not under a basket. Okay, and I think we can say like, okay, no duh, we got, we got that. Uh, we see a more detailed look at this and what I read to you earlier, but it's going to be up here on the screen again okay, in Matthew 5. A different, different person writing the book, but the same, you see the same story. It says, you are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, no one again lights a lamp, puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand so it can do its purpose. Okay, it can give a light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So as Christians, one of our purposes is to shine our light before others. So the question is, and, and uh, here I believe pretty obvious question is, how bright is your individual light? How bright is it? And this is a question only you can answer. How bright is your individual light? Because, see, some of us think, I don't know that we always think accurately about our, our how, how bright our lights are. I, I think some... Um, uh, dim their lights that are actually pretty bright, but they don't think they're uh, they're you know very highly of themselves, and, and they don't think their lights are very very bright at all. It's a dim, it's a dim little thing, but really it's a whole lot brighter than they realize because people see their humility and their love for others and the compassion. Like man, really your light's a whole lot brighter than you think it is. Or the opposite, you know, some people who think their light is whoo really really bright, eh, but maybe they have some things in their life that turns people away, and maybe theirs is not very bright at all. So uh, the point is, you know, uh, we all have one. And even a little light does what to that darkness? Man, Matt, you know, it, it, it pierces the darkness, right? You've been in a really dark room before? Uh, and just a little bit of light, you're like, wow, wow, I can see. Um, I need that sometimes in the, middle, in the middle of night. Or Sally, you know, most of the time it's Sally. When we had, and the dog has to go out, you know, and if he leaves a bone and you don't see it, and then you, you know. Anyway, um, but we are all, we are all witnesses. And we all have our individual lights. People are watching us all the time. Uh, David Gusick said, God didn't light your lamp so that it would remain hidden. You, you have a light. You, ha you have a light. And, and the purpose is, is uh, to, to not to put anything over it and cover it, but to shine it. So what, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, don't, don't sell yourself short. Okay? Use whatever light you have, whatever light you have, and, and, and shine it uh, before others for the glory of God. Amen? Um, so there was a time I was uh, teaching in Madison County at Little Lee Junior High School, and uh, this was in 98 to 2000. Um, and I had a couple of uh, a lot of my a lot of my teenagers or, or kids, middle school teenagers, um, the youth age, who uh, I was a youth pastor also at First Baptist in, in Lee, okay, um, for for about three years. So I was a youth pastor there, and I was I was teaching there. And there was one time when I had to get on to my to my youth in my classroom, you know. And it was an uncomfortable conversation, you know, but they were acting up and, and other people were watching them. It was, and the only ones who were being bad were, my, were the people in my youth group, you know, in my class. Yeah, and so I'm like, I need to talk to you after class, you know. And, and it was a couple of young ladies, an old boy, you know, all, all calm and, and scared to death, you know, because Coach Murphy is going to get on to them, you know. And I'm like, guys, what, what in the world? What are you thinking? You know, and we talked about that. So as you, we had just talked about this like yesterday in, in, in Sunday school. You know, you just shine your light. Yeah, but shine your light. You know, be careful. You know, these people know you go to church. All right? They know you're supposedly a Christian, and you have to be careful there, right? And so people are watching. Be careful. And, and also remember, as you shine 
your light. Don't try to be anybody who you're not. All right. All right. Stay in your lane, so to speak. Mr. Mike, you can't shoot three pointers. Okay. Uh, okay. He's got it. Okay. He won't be anything else today, but he's got that. Okay. Just playing. Um, number two, the secret hidden things will be revealed. Look in verse 20, 22. For there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, and nothing concealed that will not be brought to light. Which scares the mess out of me sometimes when I read it, because I know how simple I am. I'm like, oh man, you know, God forgive me uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, just last, was it last Sunday? When was it we played hide and, hide and seek with the girls? Was it last weekend, girls? Was that right? I can't remember. I think it was last weekend. And uh, and we, boy, I'll tell you who's really good at playing hide and seek in our house. All right, anybody want to guess? The littlest one. It used to be me. It used to be Sally. Um, Riley is excellent, okay, at hide and seek. She, we're like, every time she was the last person found. Like, where is, where is Riley? Did she leave? Like, I don't know where she is. Um, and she would even give clues every now and then and be like, you know, try to make a sound. And we still couldn't find her. All right? um, she is very, very good. But, uh, you know, the, the, the secret things will be revealed. Um, what did Adam and Eve do when they, when they, when they realized they had sinned? They hid. Since the creation, since the beginning of time, that's what we do. Right? We hope. Okay, we hide. We mess up. Hide. Maybe God doesn't see me. Okay? Um, look, you, you cannot outrun God. You can't. And, and, and you cannot hide anything from Him. You can't hide the things even in your heart from Him. All right? Amen? Uh, look at Ecclesiastes 12, verse 14. These, these are some verses I think will, um, I know it gets my attention. Okay, and I hope they'll do the same for you. It says, For God will bring every act to judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. Now, it's going to be revealed, brother. It's going to be revealed. Even the things inside our hearts, 1 Corinthians 4, the first part of 5 says, So don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes, who will both bring to light what is hidden in darkness and reveal the intentions of the heart. And I'm just going to stop there for the sake of the point there. But, Share your so we should share our lights, and the secret things will be revealed. So, be careful and know that that God is watching. Number three, sharpen your spiritual ears. So look at the last uh, couple of verses in that little section there, twenty-three through twenty-five in the fourth chapter of Mark. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen. Which I pause here for a second. That's an interesting top. The interesting first couple of words there. Okay, because doesn't he isn't he saying the same thing twice? Y'all see that? If anyone has ears to hear, let them listen. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, class, look, look, look at me. Pay attention. It's the same thing, right? The same idea. He's, he's telling us twice, all right, to, if you have ears, which we all do, listen to what I'm about to say. So this is important. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and more will be added to you. For whoever has, more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. I heard, uh, I heard about a husband and wife. They were at a party chatting with some friends when the subject of marriage counseling came up. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, we'll never need that, said the guy. My wife and I have a great relationship, um, the husband explained. She was a communication major in college, and I majored in theater arts. Yeah, he continued, she communicates well, and I act like I'm listening. <laughs> some of y'all are looking at it, your husbands right now. <laughs> That was you. Yeah. Uh, amen or oh me, right? Uh, so Jesus, Jesus says again, two things there. Pay attention. Okay? And I think 
men, um, let's just be honest, guys. We, we have an especially hard time with this one. Can, can we just be honest? All right, we do. All right. Um, and I think this other day somebody was saying um, it's because you have selective hearing. I don't know what it was about. And I was like, really? It was, oh, at night. Like, okay, so like I don't hear the dog. Like, scratch, like scratching or, you know, at the door. Sally does because she has mom ears. We talked about that last week, right? She has mom brain. She hears it. I don't hear it. You know, I think somebody, I think your dad or somebody, oh, it's because he has selective hearing, which is true sometimes, but not in that case, by the way. Okay, I really just don't hear it at all. All right. Um, but uh, I think it's especially true. But I think, honestly, if we really think about it, it's something that we should all strive to improve on. Because, see, truly listening to someone shows that you care, right? That you have compassion, that you, that you want to hear what they have to say. So the, the question as we get to this, and I told you it's going to be just several stories, and it's not really com- completely thematic, so I'm still just kind of hoping that, uh, you know, that, that, that um, God will speak to you anyway through this somehow, some way. Um, but, you know, our, the question I, I have here is, are we really listening to God? I mean, do we, do we truly pay attention uh, whenever we are, you know, reading, reading the Word um, in the morning or at night, whenever it is that you, that you, that you do it or throughout the day or at your lunch break or whatever? Um, you know, and, and when we hear sermons, are we are we really listening? Um, Sunday school, are we are we really listening? Are we just kind of going through the motions or small groups or whatever the setting may be, or uh, or do we treat them like um, treat maybe the speaker like the person you have to listen to at work? We, have you all had those instances like in service? The teachers in here. Let's just be honest. I can see the look on some people's faces. See, Dana just rolled her eyes. Yeah, I feel this. You know, I'm sure y'all. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, another speaker that we have to listen to. You know, and you just like, oh. And and so do we do we treat um, the word of God that way? Do we treat you know people who are sharing the word uh, with you in that way? Right? Or are we truly listening? Do we think we already know it all, or are we? actually really listening again this preached to me before it preached to you you know or do maybe we treat that those people like uh the little kid who just talks non-stop you know i was that kid by the way so all right just I, my, my friend posted something yesterday on facebook about us playing golf and my aunt had to say hey did, did patrick ever uh stop stop talking enough to play golf i'm like that's really mean you know i i, I resemble that remark so, so but anyway um but you know, do we really pay attention whenever we're reading the Bible? See, the end of this passage basically tells us that if we truly desire to hear God and learn from Him, we will. All right? And we will grow. We'll look at that in a few moments. See, if our attitude truly is to hear and receive the message that God sends us, God will take up residence in our hearts and give us increased understanding. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 says, The point is this, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. The person who sows generously will also reap generously. And that goes with, with how we pay attention to, uh, to a sermon. I, look, I, I'm, I'm being honest. I've, I've sat through sermons before, and I'm like, I, I couldn't tell you, all right, because I had something else on my mind, you know. But are we truly listening? And, and so we're accountable for what we hear, and, and, and I'm accountable for what I say. So please pray for me. I've asked you all to do that before. Please continue to pray for me that I will preach the whole counsel of God's word. Amen. David Gusick said, To the one with no interest in the gospel, the preaching of that gospel seems uninteresting. To the one who wants to find fault with the church or the preacher, they find plenty of faults. You can find plenty of plenty of them with me right now, okay? Every little thing. On the other hand, the more blessed hand, those who hunger find food, and those who want the solid truth receive something from any faithful ministry. Right? I believe you, uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Those who know, know. You know, know where I'm going there. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes to the message about Christ. Okay? It comes from hearing, hearing about the Word of God. 
Uh, again, uh, D.A. Carson says, The more one listens to the word of Jesus with spiritual perception and appropriates it, the more the truth about Jesus will be revealed. Okay? Open our ears. And just, you know, I would encourage you to just, because uh, I try to do the same thing. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I forget because I'm a human. All right? Uh, but sometimes I forget to, before I, before I read, say, God, as I read your word, please show me what you want me to show me today. Help me to listen to you. Right? God, lead me through your Holy Spirit. All right? Help me to get what you want me to get from this today. You know, and it's a, it's a simple prayer, but I encourage you to do that. And do the same thing when you're listening, uh, going to worship, wherever, whatever that might be. More of, of, of what um, is given, by the way, um, when it says that. More understanding, I believe. I believe it means more understanding of what we hear, more desire to hear. Okay? Um, it's like, you know, I, I didn't really care much about listening to sermons when I wasn't saved. You know what I mean, but but now I have a, I have a couple I like to listen to, you know, and and uh, you know it's just just one of those things. I think some of y'all know what I'm talking about there, and I love just how Warren Wearsby sums up this passage. So it's a little long, but I, just love, I love what he says. He said the apostles were like that lamp. Yes, he says Jesus is teaching. He says they were called to shed God's light and reveal His truth, but they could not give out without first taking in. So and I love that, and I love that he kind of brings it out. I can't see it better than him. I want to give him credit for it. You know that we talk about the light and shine our light, but we can't we, we can't give what we don't have, right? And so he goes on to say the admonition in Mark chapter four, verses twenty four and twenty five. He says, "The more we hear the word of God, the better we're able to share it with others. The moment we think that we know it all, what we think we know will be taken from us. We must take heed what we hear, as well as take heed." How we hear. Our spiritual hearing determines how much we have to give to others. There is no sense trying to cover things up because God will one day reveal all things. I can't say any better than him. I just love the way he sums that up. So um, in our passage today, he tells us three stories. So it's story time, and we have done the first story, um, the one about the lampstand. And the next one is about the growing seed. And it's a little shorter. It's my shortest one here, and then we'll get to the last one here in a few minutes. So let's look at the next Four verses, so Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 29, and Miss Rhonda does a great job. It'll be up there on the screen. That the kingdom of God is like this, he said. A man scatters seed on the ground. Y'all remember we talked about that a couple weeks ago. It wouldn't be the way we think about planting. All right, it would be like, you know, you know he's casting the seed, right? And he, and he says he sleeps and rises night and day. He, go, he, does, he goes about his, his uh, day. He sleeps part of the time just like we do at night. And and rises during the day. The seed sprouts and grows, although he, although he doesn't know how. I love that, okay? He doesn't know how. Verse 28, the soul produces a crop by itself, first the blade, then the head, then the full grown grain on the head. As soon as the crop is ready, he sends for the sickle because the harvest has come. And what's interesting is that um, no, other, uh, no other gospel said, uh, shares the story but Mark. All right? It's kind of interesting. Okay? Uh, all, the, all the man did was what? What did a man do in that in that in, those, in that passage? He sowed, right? He just planted. God made it grow, right? Ecclesiastes eleven five says, "Just as you don't know the path of the wind or how bones develop in the womb of a pregnant woman, so also you don't know the work of God who makes everything. His ways are higher than our ways." Amen, brother Tommy. Uh, his thoughts are higher than us. And God, I love this because God can't be stopped. That's what I, that's what I get from uh, from from this here. Um, and our, our, our the question I ask here is: Are are our hearts hospitable to growth? See, it, if so, we will grow. It may be slow, right? and you don't think, man, I'm just never going to get there. You know, God, I keep messing up, which to me is the right heart anyway. Right? To to when you're humble and you realize you're not perfect, 
Right? And then sometimes it's going to feel like, you know, it's like camp. Anybody ever been to camp or a revival? Anybody here? Boy, and man, boy, you're on the high, on the high man. Or you go to Impact with football, right, Anson? You, and man, and, and you, you just, man, you're on a high, man. We should tell our youth group all the time, all right, that be careful. You know, yes, camp is awesome. And you're like, whoo, we're going to storm the gates of hell, you know, with a baseball bat or something, you know. And, and, and you're just fired up. And then the life hits you. And the real world hits you. And then you stop. You don't read the word anymore. Because that's what you do at camp. You know, you're, you're required to do those things. You know, they make you do them. You know, and then you leave. And, hey, how come? Well, that might be a little bit to do with it. But that's another sermon for another day. But, um, you know, sometimes it feels like you're, man, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing. And then it feels like this for a long time. Man, I'm just not. Maybe a little bit flip every now and then. Maybe a little bit up, goes down a little bit, goes up, right? But... We are still being transformed if our hearts, if, we, if our desire is to know more about Christ. Right, um, we'll, we'll be just like that caterpillar turning into a beautiful butterfly. Some, some more beautiful than others. Right, Brother Tommy? Okay, I was waiting for something there, Brother. All right, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. We all with unveiled faces, you missed that, all right, are looking, in, looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is... The Spirit. So we're all we're growing uh, in our relationship with Christ. Hopefully, we we're doing that, and then we still have some work to do. Second Peter three verse eighteen. But grow, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and the day of eternity. And again, one of the things you are being here is is you know, hey, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to get there. Okay? And again, like I keep saying, spend time with God, pray, right? uh, memorize Scripture, read the Word. Okay? Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. I love this. This is a great reminder for, for us, uh, especially those, those who speak. Uh, for just as, or share the word, uh, uh, share the gospel. For just as rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return there without saturating the earth and making it germinate and sprout and providing seed to sow and food to eat, so my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, or the King James Version says void, which I actually like a little better, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. Tony Evans said, similarly, the disciple of Jesus Christ who faithfully proclaims God's word can have confidence that it will accomplish its work. The word has life within itself. So God will ensure growth and harvest as people respond to his word when it is rightly explained. Share the word. I love uh, the part, and um, I alluded to it while we were reading it in 27. We said uh, The second part of it says, or the end of verse 27, although he doesn't know how. I just, I just like that. That preaches to me. You know, because again, it kind of puts me in my place. You know, we're just, we're just, we just share the word, all right. And you know, that guy's sleeping most of the time anyway, right? And God's still working. God's not stopped. Amen. Um, we just do our job. Isaiah fifty-five eight and nine. I alluded to it earlier. For my thoughts are not your thoughts; your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as high as heaven is higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So in our passage today, I have three stories, and we've covered two, and we have one more. We, we look at the mustard seed last. So if you'll turn with me there. Right, we're doing good. We might get out early today. Right. Mark 4, 30 through 32. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed that when sown upon the soil, it's the smallest of all the seeds on the ground. And when sown, it comes up and grows taller than all the garden plants and produces large branches so that the birds of the sky can nest in its shade. 
it just, I mean, it's just uh, un unreal. It just feels like my, my two little girls were babies just like yesterday. Right? And, and y'all can all relate, right? All the, the adults who, who have children who have grown, you're like, what happened? You know, like, where did it go? <laughs> I just, it just blows my mind. I, I had talked to a friend of mine. I don't know if he's watching today, but uh, for the first time in a long time, yesterday on Facebook, uh, Chris, uh, he was in our wedding, Chris Massey, if you're watching, hey, brother. Um, and, but he, he, I mean, he was talking about his two sons. Like, how's, your, how's your sons? I can't remember how old they are. And I'm thinking they're like, you know, 14, 12, whatever. He said, yeah, one's 23 and one's 18 in college. What? Where did it go? Right? Where did it go? See, technically, by the way, I don't want to, you know, um, I, I do want to, yeah, you know, I like the details, but the mustard seed is not now technically the smallest of all the seeds, but um, in that time, in Jesus' time, it was, okay? Uh, and, and here's the process small beginnings, right? gradual growth, remarkable in the end. Y'all see it? And so that, that's kind of the path we're going. See, a mustard seed is around one tenth of an inch in diameter. I don't even know how to show you how small that is. Okay, it's, it's really, really small, all right? Um, and yet the plant can grow to 10 feet in height, a basketball goal, all right, height. That's pretty crazy when you think about it. And, and, and let's look at, look at Jesus and the, the life of Jesus and, um, and then the, the acts, you know, of the apostles and see how, how things grew, right? So we, it started, he, he got a couple fishermen, right? And his inner circle was Peter, James, and John. All right, and so you could say it's pretty much Jesus and those and those are really really tight, okay. And they are they are getting it. Peter not all the time because gosh, bless bless the Lord, bless his heart. So we know when we say that in the South, bless his heart. That's not a, that's not a compliment. Everybody knows that, right? Okay, bless your heart, PJ. That's not a, that's not a compliment, right? And so um, Peter, man, gosh, I love him, but bless his heart. All right, Woo. Uh, And then he had twelve disciples, so he had three, and then you have twelve. And then it, does, it mentions uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 6, that he, 500, says then he appeared to over 500 brothers and sisters. This is after he rose from the grave, right? But time, uh, and sisters at one time, most of them are still alive. Some have fallen asleep. So that's 500. So 3, 12, 500. And then you can see in Acts 2, verse 41, it's not up there, Miss Rhonda, um, that uh, Peter, Peter preached at Pentecost and 3,000 got saved, right? So you got 3, then you have 12, you have 500, you have 3,000. Okay. And then Acts 4, 4, which is up there, but many of those who heard the message believe, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. Now it's 5,000, right? And then in the book of Acts, we see this spread, okay? And just look at, notice the words increasing, increasing, increasing greatly in the next three. We're going to go fast, okay? Acts five fourteen. believers were added to the Lord in increasing numbers, multitudes of both men and women. Acts 6, first part of verse 1. In those days, the disciples were increasing in number. And then Acts 6, 7, so the word of God spread. The disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number. And a large group of priests became obedient to the faith. See, in spite of our failures, the message is being carried out to other nations. And one day, saints from every nation will worship before his throne. Amen. Oh, this is something to look forward to. Look at Revelation 5, 9 with me. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slaughtered. I'm speaking to Jesus. And you purchased people for God by your blood from every tribe and language and people and nation. Uh, but guess what? Satan is like that. It's, it's like that ant you can't kill, that roach you can't kill. 
You know, he, he's while, while we're still on this earth, we're going to, we're going to be fighting them you know, and fighting our nature, you know, fighting sin and fighting fighting Satan. But God won, Amen. All right, He wins. He wins at the end. Right? And so, as 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 we conclude today, and we we see that there's there's three stories. And I told you it wasn't, you know, not not, not a normal sermon, but I, I still hope you got something out of it and out, out of the three things there. Hopefully your, your spiritual ears were, were discerning there. As we conclude, I want to ask, ask you a few questions and end with a story, and I'll ask Sally and um, Alex to come up here in a few moments. But uh, here's kind of the challenges here. You know, may we continue to shine our lights. You know, and, and question there is kind of an obvious one. Am I? You know, um, do, do I... Do I cover cover my own light up sometimes? You know, uh, is my light dim because of the choices I've made, or you know, and and other people watching me, and I know I messed up. If so, ask ask for forgiveness. And um, you know, the Bible also talks about other people, by the way, uh, that that affect. Uh, you say, you know, what what happened? You know, uh, who uh, what caused you to uh, for for your light to dim, so to speak? And that reminds me of of uh, how we. We think we're helping people, but really we're not. We think we know sometimes when we, when we don't, and we, we hinder people. Right? You see somebody, it's almost like we have, you know, they're so excited about when they're saved, and it's almost like some people come to me and say, hey, you need to calm down. Right? Calm down. I say, why? Man, let them go. Let them go. And, and then may we strive to truly listen to God. Maybe, that, maybe that's something that did speak to you, ironically, uh, in, in the message today. May we, may we really listen to what God is telling us as we're reading the Word and, and we pray about it more often. And we say, God, help me uh, listen to you. And then um, lastly, may we continue to grow in our relationship with God. Are, are we growing? Am I growing um, in, in the, the knowledge of Jesus Christ? And may we be encouraged that God can't be stopped. Amen. God can't be stopped. Maybe there's something that God wants you to do, and you think, ah, eh, that's not much. And maybe you know you you think you're it's too small or you're you're not good enough, but it's not. See, you can make a difference. Amen. And and um, I I know y'all you all are familiar with this story, but I want you to think of it in terms of um, sharing of shining our light and sharing the gospel with those who need to hear it. Okay? There was a, one day there was a, a man on the beach and he, he was walking on the beach and again, some of y'all could probably tell the rest of the story. You know where I'm going. But a man noticed a, a boy picking something up and, and throwing it into the ocean. You know, and he walked up to the little boy and he says, well, what are you doing, young man? And the little boy was very thoughtful and, and uh, humble and, you know, and, and he says, well, I'm throwing starfish back. You know the the, uh, the surf is up and the tide is going out and if you know if I don't throw them back they'll they'll die. Don't do it right now. And of course the man, just like I alluded to a few moments ago, was like, nah, let me see if I can squelch his enthusiasm a little bit here. So don't he said, son, don't you realize that you know there's miles and miles of beach and there's hundreds and hundreds of starfish. I mean you can't really make a difference, uh, young man. To which we know the, the little man, little little boy listened politely and bent down and picked one up and threw it to the ocean. <laughs> he smiled and said, I made a difference for that one. Yeah, get me every time. Who's, who's your starfish? Who's your starfish? Who is it? And we're not talking about like, you know, just, just being polite and nice to, to, to people. All right? I, I, that would be not um, preaching the whole counsel of the Word of God. 
Okay, I'm specifically talking about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the fact that Jesus died on a cross in your place, in our place. But are we doing that? Are we sharing that? Who's our starfish that we can share that message of hope to today? You know, I, um, y'all know the movie Radio? Anybody familiar with the movie Radio? Some of y'all are nodding your head, man. I, I love it. Okay, so I, I kept my daughters up late last night like I never do. Shadow will tell you, I'm pretty much a stickler about getting to bed on a certain time, okay? But, you know, uh, last night I said, we're going to step a little bit later. Okay, we're going to watch some of, some of radio. And we're not finished, right, girls? We're going to finish it this afternoon. All right, woo. Okay, uh, they actually started liking it the more they got off their iPads. But anyway, um, so, uh, and, and I, there's just one part where, you know, you're just talking to the, to the principal, or I think it was a principal, I'm not sure. Um, but, I mean, the, the, whole, the whole point is, you know, why are you doing this? And he said, well, it's the, the right thing to do. And so they, I think her, his mom was like, well, not everybody does the right thing. He said, yeah. And there was another time where the basically the lady's like, um, I, you know, that, that, he still matters. That young man still matters. And it, it broke my heart because, and I don't mean to go too far off, off here today, but we got a little bit of time. But I don't know, Kaylin or Riley asked me, what did that mean? Is that right, Kaylin? You said, is that you who asked me the question? Um, he said, oh, because the mom said, if he does, I need you to watch him, Coach, because he does one thing, they'll, they'll put him away. All right? And, and some of y'all, y'all know what that meant back during that time. Put him away meant put him, institutionalize him. All right? To put him in a, in a house. And that's, they did that to so many people back then. And I had no idea it was going to hit me like it did. But as she asked that question, I couldn't answer it. I started crying. So I, I can't, when I think, how awful was that that we did that? Okay? <clears throat> They're human beings. Every single one of them. And we're going to talk about this. I'm going to preach, I'm going to preach the sermon for two weeks already a little bit to you. Is that okay? Is that all right? Because, see, you're going to, we're going to learn about, well, next week we're going to look at the, the, uh, the common of the sea. That'll be fun. Okay? But then the week after that, we're going to look at the demoniac from the gatherings. And, and, and just for, you can remember I said it, or actually don't remember, so it can be more fresh then, okay? I can feel better about myself. But, um, but that, there's, at the very beginning of that passage, you know, because they're talking about how he's just full of demons, full of demons, and how awful he is. And we'll get there. We'll get there okay, in, in a few weeks. But I didn't even no, notice until I read it in the commentary. And then God hit me with a ton of bricks. It just hit me. It's like, gosh, that guy's correct. Because it says, a man came to Jesus. My point being, in spite of all his difficulties, in spite of all the things that he had going on in his life, he was still a man. He was still a person who needed to hear about Jesus Christ. Y'all you understand where I'm coming from now? Maybe with that preach a little bit, preach how you think, a little bit. You know, they're still men. They're still humans. And, and, and in spite of looking at all these things that are going on, all right, that's your starfish. Maybe that's your starfish. And it's, maybe that starfish don't look as good as some other starfish, but it's still a starfish in need of a Savior. That'll preach. Love you guys. All right. And I ask um, Alex to come up and, and, um, and Sally.